Welcome to Commission Impossible. My name is Scott Fish. I'm here today with Ryan McDowell. Uh, shocking, right, Ryan? It's just surprising. I'm here with you again. It's, here we are again. Every week. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. We've become known for commissioning over the years, got together to start a podcast. If you're new to the show, they're pretty evergreen. Go listen to them. Tell your friends, tell your you know league mates, tell your commissioners, tell everyone to download this show. Uh, and binge all of them multiple times on multiple devices and leave multiple five-star reviews. Uh, what we do here is we go over listener questions, bad commission stories, interesting league ideas. People have sent us, go over our ideas that have become super popular, all that kind of stuff. And we go over tons of emails that we get. And we're going to do a lot of that today because we haven't on the last two shows. Uh, email us, commishpod at gmail.com. Find the show, commishpod dot com uh ryan now into the show so i teased it at the end of the last show a league idea that came from that thread and you know brian brian that does the uh the the one that changes your you change your scoring settings every year and it's a four-year dynasty league you know brian's league that does that yep. the, the all yep. seasons one or whatever yeah brian Malone. yep yep uh so this one came across and it, it's got a similar feel to it and the guy mentioned how it's just a total mind f. <laughs> but right. we are we are a clean show, so mind f is all you get. Standard Superflex Titan Premium Dynasty League, but at the end of each year, they do a roulette wheel, and whatever position that roulette wheel is on, everybody in the league has to drop all of the players from that position into the draft. So, so it's a dynasty league where you build your dynasty team, and if that comes up wide receiver, flush. Everyone's wide receivers are gone and into the draft. I, I can't. First of all, I cannot believe that this story, this idea, is not from John Bosch. This sounds. This sounds very Bosch like. Very Boschian. It's Boschian, is what it is. It's very Boschian. Oh. This, uh, I just, my heart's racing a little bit. I've, I've got some anxiety about this. It forces, it forces you to take one of two strategies, right? The strategy one is have a super balanced team, you know, just balance your team out so that it minimizes the hit or just go all in with the risk and have like one or two weak positions and the other two loaded so that you'll be in a better spot if it lands on one of your weak positions. Oh, I don't think I could do it. I couldn't do it. But I would love to watch it play out. John Bosch is listening to this right now, and his head is spinning with ideas. Yeah, he's he's probably already started this this league somehow. <laughs> It'll be added to his leagues come then. I, I, I saw that, and I'm like, wow, that is that is some crazy stuff right there. Um. Yeah, that would be that would be interesting and amazing. <laughs> oh. Um but yeah, that was that. I don't think I had anything else besides wanting to go into questions, I guess, cuz we've we've done a lot of uh oops, nope, right here. Uh yeah, so you have any other thoughts on that type of league? You don't want to play in it, that's for sure it sounds like. I don't think I, I don't think I would either. That's too uh, scary. Yeah, I don't want to play in it. I want to hear about it though. Yes, I, I want updates on it. I want to. I'll, I'll try to find. 
I'll try to find that and maybe reach out to him and be like, can you give me an update after the year? Like after that first w- roulette wheel run, yeah. <laughs> what it was like. Oh, um, wow. Wow. Yeah. Let's do some questions. <clears throat> Let's do it. First one comes from Adam from the Bay Area. Thanks, Adam. Uh, Let's see. He said, hey, Scott uh, Scott and Ryan, I wanted to send in an idea for Steven's question from episode 51 regarding tradable roster spots. Sure. Okay. We're going going back in time here a little bit. We are, but I think people understand the idea. Uh And I remember. Yep. I remember that one. Uh, The idea involves using undroppable kickers to serve as placeholders for extra roster spots that the owners do not have access to. For instance, in a standard 12-team dynasty league with 28 roster spots, the commissioner could expand the rosters to 32 players and add four undroppable kickers to each team's roster. The only way to free up a usable roster spot would be to trade away a kicker. For instance, if owner A wants to trade for a roster spot from owner B, owner A would send his kicker in a trade in the trade offer. Once mm-hmm. the trade goes through, owner A would now have 29 accessible roster spots. Owner B would only have 27. Uh, this solves the problem of the commissioner monitoring rosters manually, which I know yep. Scott, we said that was the, the number one issue with it. Yep. And also avoids the issue you brought up with waivers, um, meaning if an owner has 27 players, uh, he could uh, he could roster extra players right uh, without actually increasing roster spaces. This does uh, very logically make sense. I wonder if you could do it with custom players. Like I don't know if the can't cut list can be um, can be custom players, or that's probably pretty easy to monitor too. Like if someone drops an undroppable roster spot custom player, someone's going to rat them out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's so I true. Think you could, I think you could do this with custom players that are listed as undroppable roster spots, but undroppable right. kickers works too. Yeah, especially assuming you, your league doesn't use kickers, it works even better. Yeah. Uh, he said, uh, Adam said, he's never tried this, but just had the idea, wanted to share for Steven or for anyone else in that type of league. Uh, love the show. Thanks for all the work you do. Well, Thanks thank again, you, Adam. Adam. I, yeah, I like the idea. That That's yeah. a good a that good workaround solve, for it. Yeah, it does solve some of the issues that we had with it. Um, as we mentioned on the show, we read these for the almost always we we read these for the first time on the show. Uh, so a lot of times we don't we don't get you know the the minutes to sit and think about a creative solution like this, and uh, very much appreciate Adam uh, sending that in for uh, for for Stephen and really for anyone listening who wants to have tradable roster spots. Uh, it's fun because it's another asset you can trade, you yeah. know, which is always good. That, that always promotes activity. Huh, I like it, Adam from the Bay Area. Blake from St. Louis had an email in uh, mentioning a bunch of things that we might want to talk about on shows, which is very awesome. And I'm probably going to go through that and, and see if we can work some shows together uh, on that. And he also uh, mentions the trade block, the 24 to 48 window trade block we've mentioned on the show before, where if you make a trade, you post down the message board and people have 24 to 48 hours to uh, make a, uh, make a counter to that trade, which is uh, he, he mentions it, not probably not realizing that we've talked about it on the show, but uh, yeah, that's, that, that's an interesting idea that people like. I actually had people in the, what did you add that you liked and didn't like? Uh, tweet 
I had people mention they had added that and that they didn't like it. <laughs> so it, it's not for every league, but some people will like it. This is from Liam from Birmingham, UK. Birmingham. Birmingham. <laughs> Birmingham. 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 It's no, probably no. Birmingham. Birmingham. <laughs> That's probably how they I think it is actually over in the UK there. Uh, love the work both you guys do. I'm looking to ways more ways to randomize draft order in leagues. Love 100 yard dash, CPU, Smash Brothers tournaments, but I'm looking for new methods. I've seen some suggestions like watching a live race, like the Grand National, uh, or record Marvel races. Each owner selects a Marvel draft order is provided is provided by the draft order, reverse order of the race standings. I've seen contests like number of uh, tweets someone made in the last week how many hot dogs you can eat in five minutes uh i'd rather randomize so there's no way owners can intentionally skew the results yeah any suggestions would be okay so i I feel like he's giving me suggestions i i have not heard uh or or considered some of those things those are pretty fun though um the the marble races or, or just watching a race um yep Yep, there's yeah. lots of those like that. I I think it's I think it would be I think some of them are are fun, could be fun if you're actually getting league members involved. Like, was it was it on the league where they had their kids run a race? I believe um, that's that's kind of <laughs> interesting. Have you, and, and right now it might be tough, and and really, it might be just tough from based on where people are in the in the world, but. You could you could have you could have your kids do something like like build a build a Lego something and have a competition or you could have your kids actually run a race and <laughs> you time, each person time it or you could uh, there's there's lots of things you, there's so many things you could do for draft order though right like <laughs> like the the these are the same suggestions that we would come up with is is watching things that are very third party and unbiased and everybody picks a whatever it's yeah. I don't, I, I wish we had more suggestions. This is probably one of those we should have read and then come back to in a different week. Well, Liam, I don't know. Liam suggested he wants it to be something that is totally randomized, but I kind of like the idea of some type of competition between the league members to determine yeah. the draft order. Yeah. Um, I have seen, um, as long as it's something that no one has a super clear advantage, probably. Well, I've I've seen stuff like weight loss competitions, yeah, uh, be yeah. be factored in. So, and of course, it's a percentage. Um, yep. I don't I don't know. There's there's lots of ways you could do it. I I kind of like um, going the other way of, of what Liam said as far as not being random, but being more of that competition that you you maybe have some control over. Yeah, I I mean. If he's a if he's a if this is like a Twitter league, I can see if it's a bunch of guys with X amount of followers, um, like how many Twitter followers can you gain in in three days or something? And then they'd all be like pushing like to, to get people to retweet those. Uh, like I can see a fun little competition there or something like that. Um, yeah. But then you could just buy followers. Oh man, yes. Well, like, what what's sad is you mentioned that, and I'd completely forgot that was a thing. Like that yeah. even existed at one point, and it might still. I don't know. I'm sure it still does. Yeah, I, I I hope we gave some Liam, but honestly, the ones you have are are great. I don't see what's wrong with those. 
Um, and I'm sure you've probably thought of more since then. Here's a great idea. Commishpod at gmail.com. If you have awesome creative ways to do your draft order, send them in and we will tell them on the show. Oh. Right? Good, good call there. <laughs> crowdsource that. Uh, sorry. Um, there's a little bit of a clicking going on with one of our microphones and I can't figure out what is going on. So, uh, listeners, you might have to deal with it. <laughs> That's a terrible way to say it. Listeners, you might, you might have to be slightly annoyed by it and, uh, hopefully it'll stop. Yeah, it's clearly on my end. Okay, next question. Hey, guys, I've been a long-time listener. First off, this is Chance from Austin, Texas. I've been a long-time listener, and after listening to y'all talk about the Pirate League concept a few episodes back, mm. I was inspired. And uh, if you if you remember what that was, that was the one where you uh, st- stole pirate stole booty stole uh, stole players from the other team when you beat them and stuff. Uh, I took the idea with ran with it, merged it with my love for board games and fantasy football and created a league called high seas players can capture from opponents and added capture players can be captured from opponents and added to your roster. You can force players to plank them uh, to walk the plank. So drop them. You can force your, you know, players to be dropped. Um, your players are all assigned crew roles that have special abilities like protecting other players from being captured. Each owner drafts a pirate as their team name, and that comes with a special ability bonus bankroll for every trade, as an example. You even have the opportunity to pay doubloons, what we were calling the bankroll money, in order to ransom back players that were captured. The board game comes to life in form of a digital map that you navigate your ship around, hunting for treasure and fighting sea creatures, earning you doubloons and upgraded ships. Honestly, I have no real reason to write to others to say thank you for a great podcast and for the inspiration for what I think is one of the, one of the most interesting league ideas out there. Uh, he's attached the bylaws, etc. That's uh, I can show you those in the email, Ryan. Ryan, did we ever talk about the Charge Adventure League on this show? I don't think we have. I'm, it doesn't sound familiar. So basically, it was a year or two ago, uh, Paul Charchian. Uh, was running and I I helped him run it because I I did a lot of coding for it and stuff. A it was basically a D and D Dungeons and Dragons mixed with fantasy football league mm-hmm. where you fought monsters and you acquired gold and you were able to buy things like abilities and protections and stuff with the gold. Very similar to what he explains here. Um, and I have to say, it was incredibly fun. It, what charge made and what I, you know, what we helped, what I helped run needed to be simplified. It was way too complex, but a simplified version of what he's describing of the charge adventure league is, it was really awesome. Really, really awesome. So I, I like that he sent this in and that I could read it. Um, Ryan, I'll let you speak on it. Cause I've been talking too much. Uh, yeah. I love the idea. I loved the, I loved the pirate league that we originally talked about. I have seen a couple of um, spinoffs, I guess we could say, of that, and this is another one of those. Uh, yeah, I would love to check out the the MFL site and the bylaws more. This this sounds like a blast to me. Yes, I was actually talking to Russ Fisher, who I've brought up on two consecutive shows now, I think, uh, about 
he's going to run a Harry Potter league. And I was considering running um, a, like we, we had talked about maybe joining forces or maybe we'll do them separately, but I was talking about running a league like this, like the charge adventure league, but with, a Harry Potter theme with the four houses and uh, you go after cup points and stuff like that. I know that there's going to be cup points in Russ Fisher's and obviously we have the champions cup leagues that have cup points. So I already have a, a template for, for something like that. Um, I, I love leagues that not, not just uh, I love leagues that you can, you know, earn things that you can use on other things. It's the board game feel to it. I will say, um, the charge adventure league because it was very D and D like, and the Harry Potter themed one that I was thinking about are group based. And I think, I think uh, Ross's is group based, but also an individual component. And that's always a tough line to walk. I, I don't know if this, this guy's league right here is, it sounds very individualistic, right? It sounds like there are 12 teams and they're, they're all against each other. There's nobody working together in it. You're just, you hope, right. to, you hope to earn things to be able to gain, gain powers and, you know, gain, uh, gain bankroll money and, and ransom back players, um, which is, which is cool as well. Uh, I, I really like this. I hope someone listens to this and uh, starts a league in any, either of those veins. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I want to, I want to check this out a little bit more. Yeah. Well, we'll have to do that. We'll have to check into those bylaws. And uh, this might have been before the season. We we have some of these emails that are more recent. Some of these emails that were, you know, in in late August. So maybe maybe they've already played a year on the site. So that'd be cool. Uh, what do you think? Want to read another one? Yeah, let's squeeze in one more. Okay. Uh, next email comes from Adam from Columbus, Ohio. Adam says, I'm the commish of a 12-team, one-quarterback dynasty league, entering our fourth year. My friend and I are co-commissioners. Let's remember that this might have been – he's got examples in here. This might have been right before the season. This might have been yes. in August. Yes, pro- probably was. Um, <laughs> let's see. We both recently made trades with the same uh, manager who's easily the worst in the league. As a result, some of the others in the league, while trusting me and my friend, have begun to question the integrity of these trades. I can say from my end that the trades have been fully agreed to by both sides. Nothing fishy. Um, he gives the, he gives the actual trades. The bad team gets Cam Newton, Alexander Madison, and a projected late first rounder. This might have uh, even been before their rookie draft. But we only have August emails in this, so they must have had an August rookie draft. Yeah, yeah, and he gets uh, his team got the 101 and the 301. So, a uh, first Cam Newton, Alexander Madison for the 101 in a one quarterback league. Yep, that's, that's pretty bad. bad. That's uh, bad. The other one was uh, James Washington and a first rounder for Kenyon Drake and a 2021.09. Uh, not not quite as bad, but yeah, still, still, bad. still not great. Um, he says we have a no veto league in the rules. Some have. Um, so owners have not voted on the fairness of these trades. My question has multiple parts. Was I in the wrong for accepting such a lopsided trade? It obviously benefits me, uh, but he approached me with a proposal. Two, what should I do to address the concerns of the league? And three, is being bad at dynasty football enough of an offense to eject someone from the league? Okay, so uh, one, was he wrong to accept the trade? 
Um, this this is a slippery slope, right? Because I I feel like in as a commissioner of a league, your goal, your ultimate goal, should be success of the league, and even if that sometimes goes against or or ultimately hurts your specific team, that's that's what your priority has to be. So I have gotten trades, trade offers in the past that uh, I thought were big wins for my team. And I've adjusted those trades to basically try to give him, give the other person more in the trade. I've done that too. Yeah. You know, like, let me, let me add in a second or or something. Um, I, I won't say you're wrong for accepting the lopsided trade, but I think you have to have, the the good of the league in mind as well as managing your own team definitely a tricky uh, a tricky thing to do what should i do to address the concerns of the league uh, i mean if if you're confident and and obviously obviously you are that there's no collusion then i, I don't think there's anything you do right at that moment i do think it's fair to replace the the owner with someone else who's uh, more in line with uh, the quality of the league. Yeah, so in general, I'm not a guy who feels that I need to step in as commissioner to try to protect an owner of the league from making bad trades. Yeah. But on a personal level, I think is where we are going, Ryan. On a personal level, you, you're gener- I'm I'm the kind of guy that's like, I don't want to rip a guy off. I want to, you know, try to make a trade that is is solid for both sides. And I'm if if that's the situation, I'll probably, you know, <laughs> make sure the trade is a little bit more fair. Right. Um, uh, as far as the concerns of the league, it seemed early in the email that they don't they don't think anything's fishy, but they are just a little curious. Um, but if it's if it's if it's only those two that are consistently getting the benefit of the benefit of the trades, then I can see it being fishy. But if it's most of the league, they shouldn't have a problem. I and mean, we're talking about a guy that's twelve and thirty-five over three seasons. Um, it, yeah, it's also a situation. The third question is: being bad at dynasty football enough of an offense to eject someone from the league? And that's kind of where you're going on the last one. You, you have really two spots. You either say to the guy, uh, you know what, here's where you can get rankings. Please look at these before you make trades. Or you say, you know what, maybe this just isn't the right league for you. I, I think it depends on how close you are with the guy. But I think the the first step is probably, hey, these are some dynasty resources. Maybe before you hit the accept button or the offer button, just take a quick look. <laughs> like, that's 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 probably the nicest thing you could probably do in that situation. Yeah. Adam yeah. from Columbus. Yeah. Uh, do you think we've fairly addressed that one? I, I'm not yeah. sure how he can address the concerns to the league because, I mean, I guess you could go through and show that that team has made bad trades with lots of teams outside of those two. But if it's those two, it does – it it would be tough to do and it kind of looks weird, but um, I think his record over the last three seasons says enough about that team. It's he's probably not 
a feeder team. He's probably, yeah. But, yep, I think the last part is what you should do. You should uh, make sure this guy is looking at, you know, some dynasty values before making trades. Or if he's not and he, it continues, just be like, it's probably not the right league for you, man. It mm-hmm. probably just isn't. Um, This one is from Edward, who does not tell us where he's from. Uh, very upsetting. Connecticut. <laughs> is, is that your assumption? Yeah, that's what I'm going with. Putting him Connecticut, mm-hmm. uh, Commissioner Powers. He's he's uh, da, 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 da. okay. So he's currently in the process of updating his bylaws. Wants to make a clear distinction between what must be voted on by the league and what c- the commissioner can just implement. Mm. He wants to simplify his structure, making it mirror the U.S. government, executive, legislative, and judicial. Oh boy. So, Sounds like a very complicated commissioner branch already. Um, the judicial branch, trade or integrity grievances. Okay, I'm already not loving that. <laughs> Are a separate issue. I could use ha- help crafting a qualifying question to apply to the issue at hand. So I can really. Okay. Wow. You this know, cr- I, I, I think Dynasty Leagues work better as um as a dictatorship actually um you know uh, if we if we go the cuba route that feels a little bit better than um the united states government which you could you know there's maybe a lot of things wrong with it but one one thing is maybe too many cooks in the kitchen too many voices in power and if you only have 12 people in the league and six or seven of them have some type of power and decision making in the league yeah i don't feel like you're ever going to get anything done yeah i'm looking at this he what's really crazy is he said he wants something deeper than than the best interest clause he said he he thinks the best interest clause should only go to special circumstances where bylaws are silent or didn't account for that's my best interest clause that is what it is. It's the yeah. commissioner reserves the right to take whatever actions he deems necessary in the best interest of the league should circumstances, issues, or problems arise for which the remedy is not stated in the rules. That's the definition of this best interest clause right there. But um, but I think what he's trying to do is it looks like he wants a judicial branch that people apply the issue to, and then it des- then it decides if it goes to the executive powers of the commission or to league vote after it goes through the judicial branch. It, on that's it it seems too complex for the situation. Like do enough situations arise in your league that you need these multiple bre- tiers to go through or can you just case I hope by not. case? Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there, there's a lot of complex fantasy leagues and dynasty leagues. The the pirate one that we talked about earlier <laughs> would would fit into that category. But there's there's complex for the sake of fun, and there's complex for the sake of being complex. So, I think you got to start with you know what write down the things that you've had issues with in the past and start separating those in which is an executive power of the commission which should require a league vote. I think the simple way to do it is you know, trades and integrity type grievances go straight to the commission to make a decision. 
Uh, things like, do we change this setting, scoring, uh, you know, uh, roster limits, stuff like that. Maybe you want to go to league vote. Like, I think you need to sit down and make a list and then decide which one of those makes the most sense. I don't think we can sit and list bylaws can be novels. I don't think Ryan and I can sit here and list 40 different things and tell you which side it should go into executive powers or league vote. And honestly, guys like Ryan and I would say it should be just the commission in almost all the circumstances. But uh, I, I think that I, I get that a lot of people want league votes for lots of things, but it does feel like you, this is a little a little complicated, but I do understand the idea of putting in your rules, in your bylaws, these types of issues, the commission decides, these types of issues go to a vote. But I don't know that we can help you make that list on air here because the list would be just way too long. Uh, I feel like I gave a couple examples, though. Um. Uh, he has a second question. Are there any studies out there about what the value of fab money is in trades? Obviously the value declines later in the season, but I haven't found any metrics that discuss how much fab uh, is for a draft flick or player are worth. You haven't because it's completely different. It's what people will pay. Honestly is what yeah. it is. Yeah. Um, there you're not going to find them because some leagues have a thousand fab. Some, some leagues have a hundred. Some leagues have 200. Uh, if your roster is deeper or more shallow or your starters are deeper or more shallow um, or people are in great need of, of what they're trying to get, or if it's just kind of a throw in it, the values for trading fab are all over the map in even my leagues that have the same, amount and settings they're all over the map it's it's really just what people are willing to pay you're not going to find studies on that and if you did i would question if you should use them unless the settings of the study are exactly the same settings of your league (laughs) i think that's the best way to put it because because i've been in a lot of leagues and it's all over the map yeah yeah just just too much variation from league to league i would say yeah yeah, it's it's kind of the same reason you don't find a ton of auction content out there, like auction yeah. startup draft content stuff, because auctions are so different. If you get a, enough of them, you can put that data together and get something. But people love auctions; they want to do auction content. It's just there's they're so variable that that's why people have a lot of tough time talking about them on podcasts and. Uh, writing articles about them because you tend to just speak in generalities because they're so variable. Um, yeah. Uh, thank you for those, uh, those Edward. Uh, I think that's it, Ryan. Let's call it, let's call it a day. That's it. Ah, all right. Well, that's another episode of commission Impossible. Remember to do whatever you do on the podcast apps or whatever, the five star things. Um, <laughs> tell your friends, tell your league mates, tell other commissioners about our show. Go uh, check it out. Commissionpod.com is where you can, uh, yeah, you can go. You got all our show stuff. There's probably going to be some more stuff there. Uh, you can, you can peruse through, but uh, commissionpod.com is our site at commissionpod on Twitter, Gmail. It's commissionpod at gmail.com. If you want your question read and discussed and, and thought about on the air, uh, commissionpod at gmail.com for now follow me on twitter scottfish24 follow ryan on twitter ryan mc23 thanks for listening have a great day